my work area, uh, God, it's like it's like a, a, a pen full of chickens. You get one that's got a red spot on his neck, and they're going to kill him. <laughs> <laughs> This is the RC Roundtable, a casual discussion about all aspects of flying model airplanes. Well, hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the RC Roundtable. Uh, joining me is uh, Lee Ray. Hello. And uh, not joining me is Terry Dunn. Ah. Yes, Terry's out on vacation. He went to the grand old highlands of Scotland. Uh, and he's out uh, for... A podcaster too. Hopefully, he will come back with his face painted and ready, wearing a kilt. Freedom. <laughs> Freedom! <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so I think uh, he's posted a picture up on our Facebook page. Uh, he went to a hobby store because. He that's how he rolls, and it's it's a great name for a hobby store too. Wonderland Models. Oh, I didn't see that. that. That's great. That was the name of it, Wonderland Models. So yeah. Uh, well, hopefully, when he comes back, he'll give us a rundown of what a model shop in Scotland is like. That'd be very interesting to hear. Uh, ho- hopefully, he brought back some trinkets for us too. Yeah, I. Well, anyways, in his place we have the one and only master modeler himself back for a second round. Is Keith Sparky Sparks. Hmm. Keith. Hey, everybody. Hey, if you don't remember, Keith is the owner and proprietor of Park Flyer Plastics and the author of Working with Foam, right? Is that yes. what it's called? No, Building yes. with Foam, but yes. Building with Foam, yes. A great book. It's basically the Bible for building with foam. And in case you might think, well, foam models, bleh. he he shows you how to build foam models that do not look like foam, do not feel like foam, do not taste like foam. They look like the finest uh, composite balsa models you'd ever see at Top Gun or something like that. So, Fitz, what does foam taste like? Because, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. Don't know. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like lick my models. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> this is Depron. This is CF-88. Your blindfold taste test? <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, Keith, so thanks so much for joining us again. It's always great to have you on. Well, sure. Thanks for mentioning the book. I, I just I just came from the printer. I, I had to print another 500 because I'm running two threads, uh, one on the Albatross, one on the B-52. The interest is picked up, and um, I'm down to about 20 books, so I had to go order some more. Oh, great. I'm glad, I'm glad that they're uh, selling really well. It's, mm-hmm. uh, I, have a, I have my own copy myself. Well, actually, I have two copies. <laughs> I have anyway. a copy. We should we should have him sign our copies next time we see him. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm way ahead of you. I have him sign. I, he signed one of them already. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> way ahead of me. <laughs> well, anyways, let's get this road on, show on the road here. And uh, uh, first thing up is uh, Tower Hobbies announced a 53-inch ARF Ryan STA. You mean 1.35 meters. Meters. 1.35 <laughs> metres. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And I'll have to say, this thing's a real looker. Uh, it's really nice. Uh, the cowl, that cowl, the plane is worth just the cowl alone. Have you taken a close look at it? I did. And it's got he, all kinds of character to it. 
<laughs> I love having Keith on because it's like, Keith, you've seen the cow. Can you do better? And I'm like waiting for <laughs> Keith to go, oh, that's not even correct. Let me tell you how you should do it. <laughs> <laughs> is it correct, Keith? Um, I, I, it looks like it is. But, I mean, looking on, on the screen, it's hard to tell about the shape and stuff, but it looks great to me. I'm even wondering if that sucker's screwed on. I kind of see a magnet maybe on the front there or if it clips on. Because do you see screws on that? It's pretty flush if you look at the photo. It's hard to say. Uh, it does. It looks like it's really well mounted, so I don't know. Yeah. It's got a lot of rivet detail, so it could be maybe the screws hidden in one of the fake rivets. Okay. Still, uh, a, co still a cool plane. I mean, you put wheel pants on... On a tail dragger, and it just makes it a classic right away. Well, yeah. and look at those wheel pants. I mean, I was—you were talking about the cowl. I was going to go quickly next to the wheel pants. They're really pretty. Uh -huh. Yeah, that's a really pretty plane. Now I don't know about you guys, but I—I I seem to destroy wheel pants all the time with my airplanes, so they don't last very long. So, if I got this plane, I'd—I'd <laughs> I'd be, I'd be making several laps before landing just to make sure <laughs> I squeak the landing. Now, the only thing surprising is it's only they're only talking a 3S, although it's a 3200. I would have thought that would have been the 4S. Uh, yeah, but I, I didn't check the weight. Let me look up here real quick. It says uh, 60 to 65 ounces, but it's a 32 size motor that has, and the motor they have here is the Rimfire, that can produce up to 900 watts of power. So, I mean, with that. With a huge 12 or 13 inch prop, I, you know, I think for lazy flying, I mean, unless you're really wanting to speed it up, which we always like to do, right? That's our thing. Um, I think that's a, a probably a, a scale-like prop. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I bet it, it'll fly really nice and scale-like and relaxing type on that power setup. But I don't know, it's just, that's something that big, yeah, I would, would have screamed for ass. But, you know, it's, like I said, it doesn't weigh all that much, and it's not something you want to be ripping the wings off at high-speed flight with that kind of plane anyway, so. Now, this is hard for me to ask because <laughs> I feel like I, it's sacrilegious to, to do this to Keith, but Keith, you don't normally buy ARFs. At least I've, most of the stuff I think I've seen in your collection, you know, you've somehow customized it or something, but would you buy something like this off the shelf? Yeah, I, th I'm, I think I would be inclined to do it because it's one of the classic airplanes, but it wouldn't be one of my favorites, I guess. And if you're going to go low wing with, uh, if you're going to go low wing with a plane styled like this, I think I'd lean toward a P40 or, or something or some kind of a warbird. I mean, it's a it's a cool airplane, but I've only got room for so many. Yeah, but this is not a warbird. This is a civilian. This is different. That's what I was saying. And, and why would you go civilian if you could have a warbird? Because you don't want a warbird. What if you just want a civilian plane? <laughs> <laughs> if I wanted, to, if I wanted the civilian plane, I'd probably go Waco or something like that. I, I like the I like the classic airplanes, and there's nothing wrong with it. The the guys show up at the field with something like this. I'm going to stop what I'm doing and watch it fly. It's a beautiful plane. Now, one thing it's missing that I remember from. You know, full scale. It's got, it has no, um, uh, oh gosh, what do you supports like wing supports, uh, the wiring system that goes from the wing to the uh, oh, the the guy wires? wheel pants, the guy wires. Yeah, yeah. On the real one, it's there's got there's a lot of them. So I think if you were to take this kit and make it a little bit more scale like, I think you should do that. Put the struts. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, yeah. There were guide wires and the struts too, weren't there? 
Yes. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I'm the the wing struts. I mean, it's hard to call it a wing strut. It's so small. <laughs> I mean, I, that's why I was hesitating to what to call it because normally the wing struts go way out there. But if you look at a scale version, it's just maybe I don't know five feet. You know, right from the cockpit to you know a little bit outside the the wing there. But there's a lot of guy wires underneath the aircraft. Did I say wing or wheel struts? I can't remember what I said. No, you said you said wing <coughs> you said struts. Wing? But it oh, I meant wheels. To yeah, the wheel yeah. Struts. There's a there's a cross under the uh, what? Uh, there's like cabane struts, but it's on the bottom. It goes mm-hmm. out to the wing and then up to uh, the contact point at the top of the fuselage. There's there's a lot of guy wires to deal with, yeah. and then they and they steered around it probably because a lot of people don't want to mess with all that when they're. Small car taking it to the field. Now I got to put all yeah. these things on it. That's true, and I will say on my like my Piper Pawnee, it does take a while to to tweak all that, but it does give it that more scale like version. I think if someone bought this kit and wanted to have fun with it, I would add all that detail, that yeah. additional detail. Yeah, that, bit, that would look stellar with all the, the the wing struts and wiring reinforcements. Yeah. Well, that's a nice looking plane. I hope it sells well for him. Well, without without looking at it, I mean, I, I haven't got a picture of it in front of me, but how much of the wheel is exposed? I mean, I'm, at least half of it. Okay. Like. Okay. See, because usually with wheel pants, you do better if you do better with wheel pants if the bottom of the pant is at least up to the rim. The bottom of the rim, it has to have a lot of tire exposed. No, and according it, to this picture, it's up to the axle. Oh, then okay. Then that's pretty much made for for grass fields. That's that's fabulous. Now, I'm glad I found this while I was chatting with you guys because I was doing a search on the internet on this full scale Ryan, and I came across a Kyosho Ryan, a fifty size Kyosho, and I'm like, I know I had seen that before because I've gone through Kyosho kits, and uh, it it looks very similar. But I'm um, looking at the Tower Hobbies. There's way more detail, and the cow's much better on the, the tower version than the Kyosho. But the the Kyosho has that wing strut on both sides. Hmm, interesting. Two different philosophies. Mm-hmm. Sure is shiny glossy, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think, the, I, I think the price is great. You can't complain about the price. Mm. Uh, All right, then. Well, yeah, hopefully we'll see one out in the field sometime soon. And we will note that it's electric only. I mean, I don't know if you yeah. mentioned that at the beginning. It's not a I, combo. That's a good point. I did not. It looks like it is electric only. 800 kV, Rimfire 32 is what they're saying. So, like you said, it's somewhere around a 7800 watt motor, 800 kV. Mm-hmm. So, the, so the hatch is from the firewall to the windshield? Is that what I'm seeing? Basically... Yeah, well, I'm, that's where I'm seeing a panel line. So that's uh, that's yeah. great. God, you got all kinds of access to your equipment and the, where the battery goes. Well, I yeah. mean, because a lot of models, a lot of low wing models, it's they they make it kind of hard for you to put the battery in and all that. And and for adjustments, you got to take the bottom of the wing off or something. This looks like it's a front door kind of airplane. You can get to everything. Yeah, it looks like they made it specifically for electric. Cool. Well, yeah. There you go. Pretty neat. Okay, enough of that. Let's get on with Keith. <laughs> forget the forget about anything else we want to talk about. Let's let to Keith and let him run the show. <laughs> Caller, you're on the air. <laughs> Let's turn this into a live show. <laughs> I want to talk about ours. <laughs> <laughs> no, really. No, and 
I've always I've always stood next to ARFs because I think that it brings a lot of people into the hobby. And what most people don't think, the guys that have the shops are disgusted with it, but they don't stop to think about the poor guy that lives in an apartment complex or a very small house or a trailer or, or, or miles away from a hobby shop that um, the, the box shows up and they have a plane. And it doesn't take that much room to make it, and it brings a lot of those people into the hobby. So the ARPs have got a good place. And what if the same can be said for multi-rotors? Multi-rotors. Oh, man. Multi-rotors. That's kind of taken over our hobby, and I'm kind of concerned about what happens when they're done with us. The multi-rotors? Yes. Well, I, for one, welcome our new multi-rotor overlords. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay. Multi-rotors are keeping our hobby shops alive. They're keeping our magazines open and all that. But whenever you start walking into Walgreens and you see a quadcopter for sale there, it's, uh, I'm wondering, it made me wonder, okay, what's going to happen whenever they don't need the magazines or the hobby shops anymore? Do you follow what I'm getting at? I understand, but I think you're being a little pessimistic on that one. So quadcopters are forever in our hobby. I don't oh know. yeah, yeah. I don't think they're going to go anywhere. And of course, we were talking about this the other day. It's like you know when when we start seeing people flying them, which I'm sure is bound to happen. We'll start seeing scale replicas of those, right? Was it you that was talking about that, Keith? Or? Yeah, yeah. I brought that up because uh, what there's. Uh, um, God, what's the name of that company? China's working on one that'll carry people, and Uber's yeah. Uber's talking about having one in San Francisco in a couple of years. And and my thought was, as soon as one carries a person and is registered with the FAA or whatever it takes, uh, you're going to see a quadcopter at Top Gun. And yes, those, now a scale model. And those people are going to flip out. <laughs> 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 and scale masters and the Nats, yeah, it's uh, it's coming. I give it two years, maybe. As soon as, like I said, as soon as they fly this thing with a person in it, now it's full scale plane. <laughs> you think we'll ever <laughs> there'll ever be a time when we're flying full scale quads? Uh, racing like they do now in models, like replace a NASCAR track with a, a full-scale quad course. Oh, <laughs> man. You know that's going to happen. That is going to happen. It's human uh, nature. Oh, my gosh. What kind of insurance do you need for that performance? There if you are, can pedal it, push it, drive it, fly it, you're going to race it with somebody else. There are people racing, riding lawnmowers. So what do you think? That's right. And That's stools, right. and stools, bar stools. Uh, so yeah, never <laughs> seen bar stools. Yeah, you've never seen bar stool races? No, I don't think I ever do want to. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I've, I don't know, remember where I've seen it, but those guys are lean hard when they corner. <laughs> you can corner them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen in the future. That's what the, actually I think it makes this hobby interesting because you you don't know things. People are pretty clever and you just kind of go roll with it. And, and I know, and that's what I mentioned in one of the texts I think that I sent to you, Fitz, was that that I've seen so many new things in the magazines in the in this last year. I, I never thought I would have seen anyone flying a turbine jet 3D. That was in the AMA magazine, I believe. Uh, they were covering Florida jets. Yeah, they got a 3D, it's got vector thrust on it. The guy's flying a turbine plane 3D. That is total talent. And then uh, last month in AMA Magazine, some guy had a FPV quadcopter control line. 
I know I sent I, you. I, I know I, I sent saw you that. Paint. What was that? What, I think that we were being trolled on that one. I don't know if that was a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> that does sound like a troll. I think that that was uh, April Fool's thing or I, something. It's, I, it's like that game where you they you race another person. You put your head on a baseball bat and you spin around. I think they just put the FPV goggles on a U control plane to see who who passes out first. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's just with or without alcohol everybody just seems to take this hobby and just has a ball with it and that's what makes it great i, I love seeing uh, some of these pictures that that they've captured it's uh that giant eight indoor a10 i mean it just goes the spectrum's just too wide for anybody to cover everything that's true it's just amazing some of the stuff that people come up with it's just like I would have never in a million years thought of that. And somebody comes up with this goofy-looking thing that flies or whatever. Uh, as I say, there's some pretty clever people out there, or at least imaginative. Well, I guess I'm, it's not completely the same, but I remember when the argument was about people doing 3D helicopters, how it, it just didn't look right. And it was just, you know, very violent. And, it you know, it's like you're not flying a real helicopter. You're just, you know, you're flying the blades. And I know some people didn't appreciate it as much. But it was in every, you know, model aviation magazine. And, and I know um, the one of the photographers, I mean, I love his work because he would photograph a lot of them. But, you know, it wasn't for everybody. And it's it's kind of died down because quadcopters have really taken over. Yeah, one of the people that normally would have gone into helicopters decided to try quads. Uh, I wonder if that's what's happening. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting to go do some research into that. Well, they've put they've we put a um, a quadcopter racetrack down in the wooded area behind my flying field, and some of these hardcore uh, scale master gas engine types. I'm really surprised because there's three of them that that have the goggles out there and they're horsing around with it. So I thought they'd never go that direction. So. It's a fun one thing to do. Us, one yeah. of us. <laughs> one of us. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun thing to do when it's a totally different flying when you're inside versus, uh, you know, looking at it from afar. It's you have to reprogram yourself on how to fly, and it's it's a good, it's a challenge, and it's fun. Well, maybe it'll make it easier to teach full scale pilots how to fly RC planes because they're the hardest. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> They're a lost cause. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know. Usually, it every time I've ever taught a full-scale pilot, I think it's because they're just a bit cocky. They're like, I've flown airplanes. I know how to do it. This, this is easy. This is easy. <laughs> and then when the plane comes at them, that's whenever you're helping them. <laughs> <laughs> this is not right. It's not normal. <laughs> it's so easy now with the control reverse. <laughs> Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but at least they're at least they're into the hobby and trying. You got to support them. Oh yeah, yeah, and that's that's all that matters. It's all fun. So uh, Keith, uh, last time you were on, you were talked about your B fifty two, and I know you had just started, and we had a chance to kind of see it uh, pretty far along in the progress. But uh, I think for people listening, we'd like to hear you know an update on it. And I, you've had some interesting issues with it why don't you give us a rundown on uh which which the progress so far on that thing oh okay well the uh the main problem that i was running into was um i could run up four engines on one wing and everybody's happy and running and then the other with the, the left wing would do the same thing but once you 
put the two of them together on the fuselage, the outboard, some, a lot of times the outboard motors wouldn't start. Um, I, d I fought with it for a while. I was checking for voltage drops and I was troubleshooting my, my hiney off trying to, trying to find out what was going on. And, um, I talked to a friend of mine from Castle and he was telling me that perhaps the signal to the speed controllers was being drawn down and I never thought of that. So what I wound up doing was I took, uh, I coupled aux one on my, on my radio to the throttle to split it up. So now there's two channels for the, for the speed controllers and one goes to the left wing, one goes to the right, but they're both coupled through the throttle and that solved the problem. Um, the problem I'm having now is the fans come off and cut me. <laughs> 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 well, the the well, you want to stand the buff. <laughs> hey, you want to stand in front of the thing and make sure they're all running before somebody throws the thing. And um, and it seems like uh, yeah, they, <laughs> sounds like those cartoons where the Bugs Bunny puts his uh, or Daffy Duck looks into the gun. Hey, why is it not firing? Yeah, you have to. Well, you got to stand in front of it to see it. Somebody told me, "Well, put cotton balls in the thrust tube, and if there's eight of them on the ground, you're ready to go." <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. uh, hey, it was a, you got to listen to all suggestions. A lot of people come up with some original stuff, and and I appreciate any input. To tell you the truth, um, but right now I'm dealing with the fans coming off. Uh, coming off the shaft because it's a press-on fit because they're they're cheaper motors. Uh, another friend of mine has sent me to Hobby King. They have another uh, another fan that's slightly larger that's held on. The fan is held on with the screw and it's supposed to be mm -hmm. supposed to be much much better. So I may have to switch to that fan. And then then there's been the suggestion of running just the four motors inboard with the larger fan. Um, I'm, I still have two, two motors in the box or rather two fan units in the box. So, uh, whenever I run out of fan units with my experiments, then I may have to go that direction, but it's a little challenging. I really wanted to have eight motors running though. That would be so awesome. They sound great when they're running, but if, if I can keep the blades on the thing, you know, it's coming hey, along. Is there a way you can glue the fans onto the shafts. That that's the fix. I put a I, I take a a fine wire and dip it in super glue and swirl it around inside the fan and push it back on. But the next time it comes off, there's just melted plastic on the on the shaft. So, well, if you're I, putting too much power through those fans. Uh, the thing is rated for eight volts, and I'm running I'm running two cells against it, so I'm not maxing hmm. it out. Oh, man. It, it's those little blue fans with the uh, with the six blades on it. Yeah. So so basically, you haven't been able to fly it. Sounds like. Well, actually, I did fly it. Uh, I flew the plane with uh, before the nacelles went on. I put a single propeller on the front end of the thing. Uh, they were kind of freaking out at the field when they saw it, but I used double back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I used double back tape and stuck a stick to the top of the fuselage and made this kind of a frame. It you got to I'm, con I'm how, how could you? You ruined it. Well, I know. I'm just lost. <laughs> what do you mean you're lost? I just I I'll, look what I was. Why did you just put it on a high start? Well, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, don't, don't laugh. That's how it started. I, 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 we were throwing it. I was running with it. 
<laughs> I was running with it and throwing it at the field while my buddy was flying it, and then he'd tell me what you know what he had to do, and I would make corrections. the The wings weren't even fully attached. I was using uh, some little pony clamps to hold the wing angle because I was looking for the right wing angle. <laughs> when you just gotta go fly your B fifty two, huh? <laughs> no, no. Well, we got this thing where it had a really nice glide ratio. And I thought, okay, here we go. Peeled off the double back tape, stuck the motor on top of this thing, and and taped the wires to the side, and powered it up. And because I was interested in extending its glide, but it turned out that what we wound up with was a single puller prop on the nose of this thing, and you were able to fly it. And it was a fairly small motor, so I'm confident with these uh, ducted with these ducted fan motors that I'm going to have enough power. Yeah, it wow. did. It did pretty good. We had to do, the the turns had to be gentle because it was a little lethargic. But um, we did a couple orbits and landed it, and I was conv I'm convinced that it's going to be a good flying plane. Actually, if anything, I've got a great f slope flyer anyway. So <laughs> too bad you live in the flattest state in the <laughs> Union. Oh, I know, I know. There's <laughs> there's no ridge lift here. That's for sure. Hey, maybe maybe you could uh, drop it. <laughs> from the other plane. <laughs> oh yeah, there you go. Drop it, drop it from the spook. That'd be great. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I want to see that at best. <laughs> <That's> awesome. <laughs> because you probably could. It's so lightweight. How much does that thing weigh? The buff? Yeah. The B fifty two. Oh gosh, I think it's come coming in at about seven pounds so far. And what's the wingspan? Seven foot. <laughs> seven foot wingspan at seven pounds. It, it it's got about the same wing loading that my uh, MD eighty does, and it's about the same flying speed too. You guys seen that plane mm. fly? Yeah, yeah. It flies good. Yeah. Do, do you have landing gear on it? I don't remember. On the B fifty two. Yes. N no. No. I'm, I'm trying yeah. to keep it light. I mean, if if it turns into a major floater like the Spook, well then yeah, you probably put whatever you want on it. So what's your plan? You're gonna put the different types of Ducted fans on it with the collet adapters, or what do you think you're going to do? Well, it's shelved right now. I mean, I'm I'm working I'm working that F-16, but uh, it, it's mostly weather. It's spring in Texas. Good gosh! Every time you turn around, there's some front coming in, or who knows yeah. what. So uh, all my flying opportunities have been kind of hogged up with bad weather. Uh, Maybe we could put in rocket engines on it and just do a JTO takeoff. <laughs> Yeah, mm -hmm. put rocket engines in the pods, so it's got eight rocket engines that probably won't go off at the same time. So, but. well, as far as landing gear go, I was thinking about putting some sort of a cradle under it. Uh, my yeah. first, my first takeoff run, it was, believe it or not, it was a tail dragger. Uh, whenever we had the prop on it, we did the hand launch thing first, and then on the next flight, I had. Uh, I put a cradle on the front end, front end of it, and just let it drag its tail across the grass, and I flew a B fifty two as a tail dragger. Well, how long? How lower than the cells? Can you just do a belly takeoff? Well, that's what. No, well, I was thinking about the motors getting flooded out then. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. But I started my takeoff roll, and one of the fans came off of like the I think it was the number eight motor. And then there wasn't enough fin to keep the thing going straight down the runway, so I aborted that takeoff. I guess you get what you pay for, huh? I just, you know, I and, and maybe I'm just going to speak up because I know 
<laughs> Fitz is not going to say it, but you need to fix the motors. You need to <laughs> fly at scale. Like no more props on this thing. Yeah. <laughs> no more. No more running. We've. You've got to get the right motors for that, and and we're going to find it. We're going to help you get the right motors so the fans don't fly off. Yes. We're going to start a GoFundMe page. <laughs> <laughs> I need yeah. eight ducted fan motors Make for my it happen. toy, Make toy it airplane. Happen. Well, we got to find, find out which ones we ain't going to lose the blades on that thing. That's crazy, though. Yeah, oh, we need I'm, to say the buff fund. I'm getting help. I'm getting help. I'm, uh, there's already two two other fellows on RC groups. They're, they're working on theirs now, and they're researching another motor. And we're going to, between the three of us, it's going to happen. Well, good, because I really look forward to seeing that thing fly. That's going to be awesome. Me too. The sound. You can imagine it. I'd really like to hear, just to hear the thing. That's got to sound impressive. Or ear bleeding, one of the two. No, no, actually, it's not. Since the fans are so small, it's not that It's not that noisy. But you can definitely tell. It isn't like hearing uh, 8049s running or something, you know. <laughs> 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 which which you might be hearing in a couple of months right is, or next month right is it uh is small next month yeah small's next month that, that i think that guy had what was, was there like four of them on a on a um he had on a three. glider was it he three? Had three on a glider and it sounded like the end of the world i thought it, i i watched it i was like is he really gonna do this but this and then it at first, it was fighting for air to for altitude, and then next thing you know, he's up there cruising around with this thing, making all that yeah, noise. Yeah, it flew. I think his mount probably had a lot of drag on it. It was a kind of a big motor mount for all those motors, um, and uh, you know those things don't have very big props. But yeah, once he got it up, it was a it was a process just for him to get them all started because he had to start one, then try to start the other one. And hopefully start the third one. And by the time he started the third one, he had to go back and refuel the first two that were already running for a while. And so he's just got this dance between starting and fueling and restarting or propping. <laughs> so it takes him five minutes to get everything running. Uh, but once he got running, it, it flew okay. It was it was up there for a while. And 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 for your listeners, we're talking about a bird of time flying with uh, three O four nine motors. So. Yeah, yeah. I, I think it was an accomplishment. I, I kind of like to see that. I'd it like was to neat. see him doing it. I think he had some video. He put a GoPro or something on the wing at one point. He had cameras all over. The, he had one on the wingtip, facing all those little motors. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> those guys are character. Are you going back up there this year to the small steps in Arkansas? I'm th I'm sure thinking about it. But uh, if you've watched the news yet this morning, there's a lot of flooding going on in in North uh, East Little Rock. Oh. Uh, oh, car man. Cars, houses floating under bridges uh, and stuff. My God. Yeah, I that's saw not that. good. Oh. Yeah, because last year was a mud pit out there. Mm hmm. Now uh, it's a swamp. Yeah, the, the small steps. Last year was the first time I've been to that. And that was, that was a neat fly in. It's, it's hybrid, electric, and glow, but it's only for small aircraft. I think 20, seat, 20 uh, cubic inches smaller and equivalent electric. And it was just a joy to see all the different types of stuff, even free flight stuff that I've never seen fly, and um, just all kinds of goofy stuff that people bring out. And more 049 than I've ever seen in one place, ever. Oh, I know. It's a, it's. I'm, I have to categorize it as a, a small airplane free for all. Just about anything goes. <laughs> yeah. 
cry havoc and fly your four nines. And and the funny thing is that with all the pilots, God, there's got to there's all kinds of flying stations and places, and everybody yeah. just applies common sense and not, and nobody no real accidents or I no. I don't even recall the last midair that was ever at Small, and I've been going to this thing for 20 years. Whoa. Really? Whoa. I can't make it this year. Hopefully I'll make it up there next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've got to make it, too. I'm I'm putting all my uh, efforts, though, into Oshkosh this year, so every all my other vacations are, are null and void, except for Best, of course. I'd never not go to Best, but I'm, I'm heading to Oshkosh this year. Yeah. Uh, I guess I guess they started flying model airplanes at Oshkosh somewhere. I heard that. I'm thinking about throwing one or two in the car just to to see, because the flight test was out there. Remember we were talking to Austin? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's what I heard. That's what I heard it from. I was real surprised. Um, yeah, uh, you heard it on a podcast. Yeah, you heard it right here. <laughs> <laughs> see, breaking news. Model airplanes. Got to help Fitz out. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> uh, but that's that's a whole other uh, podcast. We got Keith on the show, so I'm not going to talk yeah. about uh, Oshkosh. Are you going to camp? Got, we have another plan. I am. I'm going to camp. You're I haven't camp. got a. I have a, a friend who is, if you know what a docent is, someone who like gives tours and stuff. He's been going for like thirty years, I think. Mm-hmm. And so uh, he's he's the he's a the father of a good friend of mine. And we just started talking airplanes, and then I started learning more and more about him. And he builds planes, and he flies in every year. And uh, he just said, "Hey, no, just 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 call me when you get there, and I'm going to take you through all the cool tents and stuff." I was like, "Holy smokes, you know." Oh, it's nice. great, and, and he's he's one of the guys to know. So I'm camping up there, and I'm driving, you know, a couple of days before. So it's I'm looking forward to it. I, I it's on my bucket list. It's been on my bucket list for many many years, and I'm finally gonna go. So I'll sure I'll have a great update for you guys when I get back in July. Yeah, yeah expect a report when you get back. Oh, you know, so, nobody will be able to, somebody's going to wind up having to tell you to shut up because there's so much to see there. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hear. I know, And it's almost like it's, uh, it, it reminds me of people talking about the Smithsonian. Uh, a lot of people I've talked to who've gone to the Smithsonian say the same thing. You know, what, however long you're going, it's not long enough. The first time you go, try to go see the things you want to see, you know, so you can get it out of the way, you know, but you got to go back because there's going to be so much you missed. Mm-hmm. And right. and many people have said you can spend a whole week at the Air and Space Museum. You know that's how long it really uh-huh. takes uh, because there's so many other th- galleries and, and that may not be right there. That might be affiliates nearby. I, I've I've heard tons of stories, and sometimes you can actually call ahead and try to get access to some of the repair shops and stuff. So oh yeah yeah. So anyway, how long how long are you going to be out there? Whole week. Well, whole week? ten days to be exact. Ten days. Oh, awesome! Wow. Yeah, wow. That's committing. Yeah, it is. Yep, I just want to do it. That's our Lee, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I've always talked about it. I've always dreamt about going. And just, uh, I mean, my wife will tell you, the, you know, I, I didn't put a lot of effort in uh, before. But then, like, last year, I was really wanting to go. And I just, I don't know, I guess I poo-pooed it. I guess the kids got busy. And she goes, I told you to go. And you didn't go. So you're going this year. <laughs> so she's uh, she's helped me out. So I'm I'm excited. Anyway, right. Good luck, Keith. You hmm. have another airplane we haven't talked about yet. We talked about the B fifty two, but uh, while we were at your house, we also had the privilege of seeing a beautiful albatross. So, share with us the story of this aircraft. Okay, I was. Um, I want to do an alb- I want to do another seaplane. Uh, I I love the flying boats. The flying boats. Uh, the way I see it is, if a flying boat can take off of the ocean, it can certainly handle 
being shrunk down and flown off of a lake, and they always do really well. Uh, I've flown pontoons before on the bottom of cubs, and that's where most of the crashes happen. So if you're thinking about flying a model off of a lake, you really need to go with a seaplane, a flying boat. And this is the Albatross. Uh, Grumman made several of them. Uh, they they was manufacturing these things like crazy for the Navy. Um, this model was, I, I think I was, I was looking around online for another color scheme because I've already done two albatrosses in the past. This one is called Bathing Beauty. It's a, it's an airplane that's based in Wisconsin, and um, I believe it's Janesville. I'm not sure, but it's a, it's a luxury albatross. Uh, the inside's very plush. The, the radome's been replaced with a bubble window for people to to look out the window but you guys saw the airplane I I fell in love with the paint scheme right away so that's pretty much what sold me on it uh, the only thing left to do was decide on the size um, that PBY or the no the PBM that I did was much too large uh, but not too large I mean it does better the larger the the larger the float plane the better it does on a lake because it makes the waves smaller uh, in comparison to your to the belly of the plane um, so anyway the only thing left was to decide on a size that would be easy to cart all the stuff to the shoreline so that you can fly uh, I started on this airplane gosh, I, this thing's got it's been put on a shelf two or three times uh, I started it so that I could do the the AMA uh, magazine article because I did a series on building with foam with the AMA and that was the last one was sectional construction and that's what the albatross was about was to teach people sectional construction. Sectional construction is best used for fuselages that have uh, uh, unusual shapes and then an the albatross and the PBM and several other airplanes fit that. So, so how big is this plane then? Um, I'm, I think the wingspan is 72 inches. It came out to, uh, I think the weight was was about eight pounds because I had to, I had to move, I had to move a few things around to get the CG right. Um, the main problem I had with the plane was water handling. Uh, there was a conversion kit that I did. Uh, God, what was that? It it makes a a sky mule look like an albatross, and that's what got me back on the project because the sky mule, uh, you can take the sky mule and get this upgrade kit that I made for it and attach it to the plane, and this thing did great. Oh, it just loves flying off the water, and I thought, well, okay, I got to get back to my albatross. It's a little bit bigger than the sky mule, and that's why I went to it. But whenever I went to taxi mine on the water, it it just liked turning left. So I wound up going with counter-rotating props. That helped with that problem, but the rudder it the rudder really didn't bite the air soon enough for me to like it. I mean it would weather vane into the end of the wind, but you still want to have turning control, so I wound up with uh, um, using the props to turn the plane. And now it's it, now it's just a dream because anything above uh, I think 10% throttle is it shuts it off I love my computer radio my DX18 but if the person wanted to they could put a rudder on it and it would do just fine too uh, it should be in the AMA magazine 
I'm, I'd, I'd like to say next month, but they they just finished asking about photo captions and stuff last week. So I would I'd, uh, the better bet would be the issue after this next one. It's kind of hard no, to say. Now you're offering a short kit of this, right? That yes, yes. Uh, plastic pieces and things. Mm-hmm. And I'm running a build thread on RC groups with the albatross. Oh, awesome! But it, it yeah. These guys really need to at least go look at the pictures of the of the finished plane because you guys saw it. I, I, yeah, we saw it. Oh, I fell in it, love with that paint. It's really nice. That paint scheme is really snazzy. Oh, it, easy to was, see. Who was the one that said, "How much masking tape did you use to paint that thing?" <laughs> yeah. was, it, was it Fitz or Terry? It wasn't me, but it was funny. <laughs> it was yeah. Terry. There's a lot of stripes on that thing. Oh, I imagine whenever I got, I imagine the the, the ball of tape probably looked like a basketball if I would have kept them all in one place. But yeah, it was uh, it was a color scheme I had to do. I had to get it out of my system. I I see these things and it's like, oh no. Okay, I guess I'll get started. I can't get this thing out of my head until I build it. <laughs> it's pretty. It sure is pretty. I wish I. I wish we. Well, I don't know. You. You need water. I guess you're not going to take that to best. <laughs> no. Unless we make a slip and slide. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I spray some water in the grass. And I. And I thought about that, but the now the like I was saying the sky mule. I knew that there would be people that wouldn't want to take their sky mule and turn it into a strictly uh, um, water plane. Seaplane? So yeah, so I I made it to where uh, I designed the upgrade kit so that it can be a true amphibian. You can fly it off of the fly it off of grass or, the, or yank the gear off of it and throw it in the water. Oh, nice. Yeah, you guys saw it. Uh, it, uh, it was at Dave Graven's sale. I don't remember seeing it. Well, hmm. it was. Is that the one that was in his house? Mm, no, no, no. The the big blue plane that was in this house was the PBM. Okay. Yeah. You're yeah. talking about the Sky Mule conversion, right? Yeah, I'm talking about the Sky Mule conversion. Now I have your I made your conversion of the um, uh, Twin Star too. Mm-hmm. You have a seaplane conversion for that. Uh huh. And I actually got that from you and put it on my uh, Twin Star, and that's that's a neat upgrade. Yeah. That that. That upgrade kit has done very well, and what surprised me was that um, Multiplex Multiplex came to me about it. Oh, did I, they? Yeah, I guess they got a lot of requests for it, and they said, "Hey, would you be inter- would you be interested in?" Tell me, yeah, huh. well, sure, yeah. why not? <laughs> yeah, it was very easy to do. The only thing is, I the last time I tried flying it, I forgot to plug the air cooling hole in the nose. And it just ingested a whole bunch of water and just nuked the two speed controllers inside. Okay, you must have got one of the early ones, because that that happened to me. And the kit came the did you didn't have a piece that goes on the bottom of the nacelle that had louvers on it? No, this is on the nose of the aircraft, right in front of the cockpit. Oh, 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 the scoop. The, 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 the scoop is an inlet. Yeah, the air scoop. And I forgot to plug it up before I went on the water, and it just a whole bunch of water went into right, a whole bunch of water went right into the co- into the uh, fuselage, cockpit area, and uh, and it's uh, I was flying off of uh, was it brine water? It's partly salty. Oh dear God! <laughs> so it's very conductive. <laughs> okay, okay. I thought you said that your BECs burned up. They did. <laughs> okay, well that's out in the nacelles. They didn't get wet. No, my speed controls are in the fuselage. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, I I think that they're supposed to be out in the in the nacelles, aren't they? Yeah, where mine's, mine's in the fuselage. Hmm. Okay, well that's confusing. Where we want to. Yeah, I guess you can. I I thought it was better for the speed controls to be close to the motors. Maybe that's why I put them out there. Uh, Actually, you know what? No. Uh, when I did my uh, brushless conversion on mine. Fits my yeah. speed controllers actually are on the wing panels, but I have a uh, I have a BEC inside my fuselage, so that mm. is interesting. Did you just did you happen to combine both motors into one? No, it's got two speed controllers. It's just that I for some reason I just left it. Um, uh, if I put them in the cells, I would have had to extend the battery leads, and I didn't want to extend the battery leads, so it's better to extend the the actual motor leads. Ah, uh, we extended the battery. Yeah. <laughs> and mine flies fine. <laughs> okay. Right. Oh, yeah, it'll fly fine as long as you're not near the voltage limit of the speed controller. Gotcha. Uh, enough about that. Anyways. <laughs> hey, you, you can't argue with that. A twin, the Twin Star is a great flying plane. And I think that, God, I, you know what? I think that was actually my first uh, my first electric plane. Was it the twin the, star, really? The gray one, the first yes. twin star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I, one. I had a ball with that plane. That's a that's a fun plane if you put the motors on separate channels mixed with the rudder. Mm-hmm. So you can do pinwheels and and it taxis really well in the water that way too with a differential thrust. Yeah, it's uh it's an airplane that I, I kind of consider that one a beater. It's yeah it, yeah you can be really mean to that airplane and it just comes back for more. I still have mine. You guys might remember the the camo version. Actually, it's kind of like a D-Day. Oh yeah. Paint scheme I put on mine, and I thought it was neat that Massey did the same thing to one of his twin stars because he said he saw mine. And so when one year we were flying ours together, they're good. <laughs> they're fun planes. Yeah, hey, hey, planes. since since we're on this sort of on this subject, I, I want to I want to ask Lee a question. He's, he's, he's getting into. I think he's actually leading into the monitor <laughs> the way he was talking. What, what do you What do you got, Keith? What is it? You know, you know that's crazy because yeah, I did kind of lean toward the monitor because what I want to know is because you bought your first Zaggy. I did. Yeah, I know. Well, I did, actually, I didn't buy it. It was a gift. Okay. Someone well, heard the podcast and gave me a Zaggy. Okay. And really, and, and I heard, and I heard that you got your first one, and I thought, oh my god, how could he just now be getting one of those? So, um, are you being mean to it yet? Have you flown it? Uh, I don't know. What, what, I want oh, to, you I, did, have you upset was, an old man? I want. With it I, yet? Want a, I want a follow up. <laughs> did I upset an old man? Uh, well, I I thought I did uh, follow up on one of the podcasts. I took it out stock to the field, and I'll tell you, flying stock uh, was very difficult. It was very slow, but we did. We flew it with the stocky uh, the stock four hundred with a little white prop, mm -hmm. and I I flew it around a bit. And the guy who gave it to me, I let him fly it too, and he was like, "This is this is awful. <laughs> he was like, it is so slow." But it was during our swap meet. So while I was there, I found uh, our president actually had a mega motor uh, there and uh, a whole bunch of other. He, he goes to all these estate sales and just buys up stuff. And then, of course, we end up you know paying him three times what he paid. But he got me a, a motor and a speed controller, and I'm already in the process of upgrading it. So I still have it. And I put, uh, put new winglets on it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. I've kind of tabled that because, as you are aware, Keith, I have not worked on some of my planes. 
But I've been working on all these Graben aircraft. Yo, and if I you were the last podcast, I've been cursed with <laughs> Graben's aircraft. I can't seem to get them flying right. So well, you, I, you just got to keep the ladder leaned against the wall. <laughs> it, it was leaning against my table. I mean, it wasn't. It, it wasn't like balancing. I didn't have it balancing on one leg. It was just. Oh, anyway. No, he uses uh, planes to hold up his ladders. When, whenever, whenever you said, whenever you said that the ladder was falling in slow motion, I swear I laughed out loud. <laughs> Everybody has been there, and yes, it's it all happens in slow motion. It, whenever it's over, you're standing there thinking. God, I had time to get that. Why did I just watch it happen? <laughs> yeah, and it was a triddle. You know, I know. it wasn't like I mean, it's, I I was oh, I mean, I think I just walked out my my workshop with my head really low. I didn't say a thing. I mean, I, I didn't. I don't even think I touched the plane for a while because I mean, there was what else could I do? So that was <laughs> extremely walk, devastating for me. He just walked out straight to the bar. <laughs> I may have. I don't remember now. <laughs> but yes, I do have the Zaggy. Uh, it is uh, it is being upgraded. So yeah, next time. And, and I will bring that to best. Good. I promise you guys. That will be one of the aircraft that is coming in my, bo- uh, my, uh, my Suburban. You've done more than I have. I have several planes I bought too, and I have not even touched them. Other than to move them. <laughs> Mm. I wish I had not touched these because all they all they are doing is keeping me very busy in my workshop. That F sixteen, you know, the free wing F sixteen fits that I've been talking to you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the vector that that has been my project. I keep going back and forth with it because, as you are aware, all the control horns and and there were a lot of broken pieces for that and some were someone had tried to customize them and they were all wrong. So I had to buy new pieces. But that darn front landing gear, it just it. Because again, my grass runway does just will not hold up. So I tried epoxying it last time, but I had a it was really bad wind. I should have not been flying, and I busted that nose gear again. So I've got to get that finished, and I'll take it over to Scoby or something, so I can hopefully have it for best on that beautiful runway when I won't have any problems. Oh yeah. And I'd love to get the porter back up in the air, but I don't know. So right now on my workbench is the uh, that Raiden Tech P thirty eight you found fits. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah? <laughs> the one with those lovely instructions. <laughs> insert insert stick glue glue firmly. <laughs> you know. Please happy motor, flying. Motor goes here. <laughs> Safe, happy fly, uh, safely happy flying. Safely oh, happy flying. Oh, my gosh. So. Uh, hey. But speak, <laughs> speaking of aircraft, though, we're going through our list of what we wrote for each other. And, uh Keith wrote about a F, an F-16 scare. Keith, what is this story about? You have not told us a word about it, so I'm eager to find out what it is about. Well, this is this is one of the this is a Byron F-16 that Dave Graben bought, and I and I believe that Dave had never touched it. I don't think he did anything to it because all the equipment that's in it looks like it's from 1979. I mean, there's. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, this is this is whenever whenever you bought a set of retracts from Robart and you could actually air it up with a bicycle pump. Oh, wow! Yeah, it's before they came out with uh, with the this uh, um, this new fitting or whatever. So I'm yeah, going a little fitting for the handheld pumps. Yeah. So I'm having to go through the thing. And anyway, um, the motor that I ran up was is a 120 millimeter fan, five blades, uh, <laughs> fourteen uh, fourteen cells. And a uh, 120-amp speed controller, but the speed controller is originally programmed for helicopters. Um, 
I, I'm wait I'm waiting on programming cards to turn it into an airplane speed controller. But I had this thing bolted to the I had this thing attached to my workbench and my brother come over and says, Hey, what's going on? I say, Oh, you gotta come and see this. So I hooked up the battery and turned the turned the radio on and, and whenever I, I fired this thing up and it sounded like a God, it sounded like an APU starting up because it, it had it had the 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 it, it has, oh, in helicopter mode is yeah, slow. Yeah, it's a soft start. Yeah, I have to change the starting speed of this thing, but it it spooled up so slow and just kept building and building. And and my brother, I, I made him stand behind it. I told him you never. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no. I told him you never stand in front of these things or or along the uh, the the blade plane. You go. It, just get back here with me. Watch this. I throttled this thing up, and the thing started building up and building up. And he volunteered. He got behind the thing, and it was blowing his hair back and stuff. And he was. Next thing I know, he's running out of the shop because it's clearing the bench and it's blowing <laughs> stuff off the shelves and stuff. And uh, 120 million. Oh, he. Millimeter. Wow. He hauls butt, saying, yeah. "Shut it off! Shut it off!" <laughs> uh, you know, you know, I've flown a, a EDF in a helicopter mode before. Just mm-hmm. for giggles. Yeah. It, it, it's neat because it's sort of realistic how a turbine works in, in a way. Because uh, you, your throttle response is slower than normal, at least on a spool up. And But it can it can bite you in the butt if you're not thinking ahead. Because if you, if you throttle down too much, it gets really slow. And so you got to remember to spool up before you think you need it. Yeah, you have to stay ahead. It's like probably like flying the space shuttle. you got to be 15 <laughs> miles ahead of it or 50 or something. So, yeah, I can imagine. But I thought it was funny because I—I I mean, my brother has seen seen me run up ducted fans before, but this one, whenever first time I ran it, I was I was like, oh my god, this thing is crazy powerful. I I wish I had some sort of a thrust measuring thing on it, but yeah, it scared him. He had to take off. <laughs> well, that's a that's a big plane, so you're gonna need a lot of power. Oh, I know, and it's and it's heavy and. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's but good. I've seen I've seen one fly before. It was a Byron F sixteen with an EDF conversion. Uh-huh. And it flew okay. Everything I I watched on YouTube as well, and and anybody that converted one of these to electric, they're they're saying that supposedly this is supposed to be like a train. It flies like a trainer jet, but who knows? <laughs> who knows? Who knows who these people are? <laughs> the F sixteen flies great. I've I've had I've had several of the the smaller versions of it. And I like the way it flies. The fuselage yeah. is fuselages and airfoil so you know yeah the good, good planes the the, good w- the wingspan's misleading because the fuselage is carrying a lot of the weight too yeah so is that basically your next project after the uh you already done the albatross after the b52 he said you put that on a shelf so is f16 uh well the b52 is the, in, the b52 is in the van waiting for good weather to fly and so since and as soon as it flies, because I want to get the colors on it, as soon as it flies, and and I can nail down all these angles and everything and get the drawing finished so I can get it on the website, then I'll get back to the F-16 full full time. But right now, I'm just tinkering with it uh, an hour or so after work every day. Any idea what you're going to do after the F-16? No, no, not right off. Probably, hopefully, fly some. <laughs> We're going to run into some ozone action days here in Texas, and that means that uh, you, you put your hat on and your sunblock, and you get to fly. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I think when I hear ozone action day, but okay. You, you, what, you don't know what that is? That's when they say I, there's a higher level of um, 
uh, uh, sun, right? That's when there's no wind at all. Oh, oh, oh. There is, it, well, okay, yeah. There's um, ozone action day. I, that's what they call it here in, in Dallas-Fort Worth, I guess. Cause, yeah. It, I mean, it's for people with respiratory problems and, and, I don't know, the sun's super hot and there's no wind. Uh, yeah. It takes out a I few people, it, too. I think you're more susceptible to certain rays from the sun. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the atmosphere has less uh, protection. Well, it just means but. very calm wind to me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that term means what you think it means. <laughs> well, you, you you see people coming back. They they go retrieve their plane from the from the runway, and they come back in, into the shade of the of the covering at the flying field, and all they do is talk about how hot it is because you stand out there. It's just like you're standing next to the sun, but yeah. I don't know. Flying, flying is best in Texas in the fall, all the way up till about Christmas. So, and that's yeah. why—that's why we all like best so much. But we've had strange weather at best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, the past few years they've been hot, and but years before that it was freezing. <laughs> oh well, we just take what we get. Yep. Yeah. As long as it doesn't rain, that's all I care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's been. I mean, yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. Speaking of best, um, you you think you'll have the F-16 ready for that? That's what I'm shooting for. All right, because because they got that beautiful runway. Oh my God, and yeah. all that space. I'd be afraid to fly it at my home field because it's grass and every. It, mm. At my home field, if you don't make it back to the runway, and your plane weighs more than seven pounds, you've got repairs to make. Because it's. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's so. No, long. I'm just thinking. <laughs> I'm sorry, go ahead, Keith. <laughs> well, it's just that the, we've got a very nice runway, but anything off the runway, it's tall grass and, and bumpy dirt and trees and who knows what else. Ditches. Ugh. Hey, do you remember that one year somebody at Best had a big F-15? It was huge, a twin electric. Mm-hmm. And just and he he tried taking it off, and it just, just plowed through all the grass and ended up hitting some guy's plane at the other end. Oh, it did. Yeah, it did. yeah. And, and he was not happy. Well, the reason that happened was because he stood at the end of the runway, and the runway had a bit of a curve to it. Whenever yeah. he had that thing, last time he saw that airplane, it was on the runway going straight, but he didn't know that it had turned. He he was pulling yeah. up. He was pulling up on the stick, expecting to see it lift off any minute. But there it was, plowing into the <laughs> into the pit area and everything else. Yeah, <laughs> something something had happened to the nose gear and it turned, and he was he was thinking he was about to rotate any minute, but he was off into the pit area. No, I was at the other end, and he wasn't anywhere near to speed to rotate. He just wouldn't didn't have the thrust to get up off the ground. Mm-hmm. No, it it was not going anywhere. <laughs> that thing kind of like a uh, kind of like a hustler we saw last year. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yeah, Sparky. What well, was the story well, with know, that? What? Uh, You're a hustler. Why? What was the problem? I put retracts on it. Retracts so? cause weight. This thing was probably marginally powered anyway. But the oh. motors that are in the A, the motors that are in the A10 are going into that. Oh. <laughs> he forgot his propeller pod. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Stick that on the hustler yeah, next Pop on the nose. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, 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 hey! That airplane flew. It I, did. It rotated yeah, for about ten feet. It, it rotated. It took off. It even made a turn, and as soon as it went with the wind, it started sinking. Just, just it flew. It just didn't have enough power. That that wouldn't have happened if you had put two more EDFs in the thing. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Why not? 
<laughs> just <laughs> add, just throw some more weight at it. It didn't want to fly in the first place. <laughs> oh, there's more power. Well, that's what I'm doing. I'm gonna I'm changing the motors out. I'm gonna give it some hotter motors, and it'll do fine. Okay. I was gonna tell you, Keith. I remember when we were all watching that because I was I think I was videotaping too. I wasn't doing pictures, but I remember Graven was standing next to me. And I think he's like, what's wrong with it? <laughs> it's, it's not going to make it. I think if we watch that video, because I think it's in uh, one of ours video, I think he says something about that. So it needs more power. needs more power. Well, usually whenever I go out to Dave, whenever I would go out to Dave's place to fly, I'm not going to bring nothing out there in front of him that doesn't fly. <laughs> <laughs> He's Dave had gotten used to everything that I that I brought out there to fly to fly well. So, Keith, will there be a video for the uh, the Grumman? No, I no. I've got I've got videos of the Albatross. I've got videos of the, uh, the Hellcat. You can give videos of the B fifty two, won't you? Try oh to fly yeah, yeah. I'll have to. God, you have to launch it. All these all these all people right. want to see a video, so that's what I gotta go do. All yeah. right, awesome. Please do that. Yes. All right, Keith. Well, thanks so much for joining us this time. I look forward to seeing the videos and uh, your finished product on the B-52. Hopefully we'll see it in person later this year. Uh, but thanks so much for joining us again on this podcast. It's great to have you back. Hope you enjoyed your stay once more. Mm-hmm. All right. And last thoughts, Lee? No, thanks for listening. And Keith, thanks so much for putting up with us. And can't wait to see you at best. Oh, yeah, best is going to be great. Okay, guys. Well, um, yeah, until next time. All right. That's a wrap. See you later. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye-bye. 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 Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com where you can send us comments and suggestions and listen to our other great podcasts. Those who live in Las Vegas can listen to us over the radio at the all-new Magic 97.9 FM, KIOF LP Las Vegas.